Hey everyone, Mario Salinas here. Welcome to Wisdom's Echo, Origin Gates Daily Podcast. Delighted to be bringing story time again to you. A few years ago, my family and I lived on the island of Cyprus for a couple of years, and during our first year there, early on in our time there, I received word one, one morning that a very dear friend of ours had passed away. He passed away prematurely and rather unexpectedly for us and the family had requested that I, if at all possible, go back to speak at his funeral. He had a very integral part in establishing our church at the time and helping us get where we were, even though he wasn't attending at that particular time in his life. And I felt we owed it to him to fulfill the family's wishes. So I purchased a last minute economy ticket on Austrian air and left that afternoon for the United States from Larnaca, Cyprus. The only way that this could work was if I spent the night in Vienna's airport because it was too late to book any accommodation Things were done very, very quickly once I received word that I was going over to perform the uh, ceremony at the funeral and to say, say a few words for the family and to be there for them. And so I found myself arriving in Vienna around 10 p.m., probably one of the last flights coming into Vienna's airport and... I had to spend the night in one of the lounges, one of the overnight lounges, not a business class lounge, not by any stretch of the imagination a luxurious fare. It was actually a very uncomfortable lounge with some uh, benches and thankfully they were cushioned and I had my uh, hand luggage. And I spent a very difficult night there as I looked out the window and saw people walking across the street to a very nice hotel that is adjoining the airport and only a few steps out of the airport once you exit. I have stayed there uh, since then several times. But that particular night was dreadful. I still had a very long flight back to the U.S. from Vienna the next morning and I had a long night ahead of me. Um, I had been traveling back and forth to the U.S. from Cyprus for the last few months as part of our agreement to continue to lead the church while living in Cyprus, while we had excellent pastors at home handling the day-to-day operations of the church week to week. And I had been traveling for many years before that, and all those flights were in economy, all those flights were somewhere in the back of the airplane, usually next to the bathrooms, looking for the best deals, the the cheapest tickets, um, the least expensive way to get to my destinations. I sometimes had four flights to get to a place, as was the case with Myanmar one time, or Malaysia, or um, Australia, some of the, the longer destinations. And, and I, had, I had always noticed uh, when I would fly those flights that there was a better way to fly. I knew that because I watched how minutes before the flight would board, individuals generally dressed in business attire 
would start to congregate near uh, the area where they could enter the flight. They would begin to board as soon as business class or first class was called to board. And we would never see those individuals again um, at any point because they would be the first on, the first off, first to get their luggage and get gone and get cabs or, or cars to where they were going. And I, re I, I remember noting it that I would never see them again. And I realized there, there's a better way to fly than the way I'm flying. But at that time, it was very difficult, virtually impossible for me to consider flying uh, better. I would tell people some of the destinations I was heading to for assignments, and they were shocked when I would um, divulge that I wasn't flying business class, I was flying coach. And I know that many of you listening to this can identify with that. You're at that place where this is the only way you can fly. This is the best way you can fly. These are the only arrangements that could be made. And that particular night for me was so difficult because there I was uh, buying a very expensive last minute coach ticket that demanded that because of the, 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 the arrangements, I had to spend the night at Austria's airport or pay something like $600 to spend the night uh, or a few hours actually at the hotel across the street. And I couldn't do that at the time and I wouldn't do that. So there I was and I was lying on this couch and this young couple, um, they spoke Russian, came in. They weren't aware that there was somebody else in the lounge. The lights were off. And I knew it was only moments before they started to get intimate. So I had to like get up and dry cough and get out of that lounge as quickly as possible uh, before things got weird. And there I was heading away from my family for a couple of weeks on assignment. I'm in this lounge. I can't even stay there because of this couple that had just walked in and didn't really want to go back after that. And, and I spent a sleepless night and in the next morning, I lined up with everyone else to get on the flight. There, there are some requirements at Vienna's airport. They have to check your, your passport and your documents. They call it document check and you, you could hear it from the loudspeakers. Anybody who's traveled from Vienna knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I was always for some reason selected for the random check um, that would bring me into a little area that was screened off from the rest of the um, the screenings, and I would I would have a very private, special screening that was very uncomfortable and embarrassing. And it seems like every time I went through Vienna, I was randomly checked that way. And so all these things happened on that trip. And I remember as I was watching those individuals clothed in business attire about to get on that plane, that I made. A determination that I've made many times in my life if there's a better way and I know there's a better way I want that a lot of times when I tell people that I served in the special forces I especially now people look at me uh, dubiously and say you don't look like you did that and the truth is I really don't look like I did that and probably never did look like I did that except when I was doing it, perhaps I was more fit and looked the part a little more, just a little more. But I really don't look that part now and it's because the mistake people make is they believe that special operations or special forces and, and as our friend Carl Nicholson, we've talked about these things over and over and over again, who's one of the Wisdoms Echo participants and you get to hear from him. It's, it's about what's under the hood, not what people can see on the outside. 
And what was under my hood in that particular case, what was inside of me, was a determination to get through Special Forces training and become a Green Beret, no matter if it costs me my life. And when I crossed that line, when I crossed the Rubicon, uh, as, 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 the, as the story goes from history, when I, when I made that determination that I am not going back to something that I think is substandard, I am moving on towards something that I believe is available for me, uh, it would only be a matter of time before it got accomplished. And that morning as I boarded that flight and went somewhere near the bathrooms in the back of the plane to be, to be nauseous with, with um, turbulence in the middle of the flight and to have just a dreadful trip back to the U.S. after a sleepless night and all the other things I already described, I made a determination that there's going to come a day when I begin to line up with those businessmen and women and board the flight first and I will never look back. And a few years later, with a lot of different process and a lot of pain and a lot of effort and most of all faith, I stepped over that line that I had seen for so long as a wall in front of me. And if you misunderstand this message and think that I'm saying all these things to say I fly business class now, Perhaps you're, you're misunderstanding where this is going or what I've said. But I've never flown coach from the day that I started to fly business because I made a deal with Yahweh. And the deal was if you get me out of coach and into business class, I will never look back. And I'm never going back there. And by your grace, I'm going to stay in this place because this is a better way for me to travel. And this is what I need. And this is what I want. And it's the same thing with other things that perhaps to many people would appear carnal. The things we wear, the kind of pillow we sleep on, the kind of car we drive, the home we live in, the pen we sign checks with. It may seem immaterial to many people in vain to want the best. But the reason why I want the best is because it's available. And I'm a son. And I have an inheritance. And within that inheritance is, is something that says if my heart is right and my motives are pure, I can have it all. And I can have it all and give him glory for it. And with all of this comes the responsibility to walk with a, a, a humility that takes me actually deeper into what I believe to be the wardrobe of humility, to be clothed with different garments of humility every step of the way, there are different garments of humility when you have a major victory. There are different garments of humility when your enemy is defeated while they were on their way to destroy you. There are different garments of humility when you achieve something great. Different garments of humility when you are promoted or you come into great financial gain. And when I, when I first walked into business class the very first time, I actually didn't even know what to do with all the things that were available to me in my small cubicle that was the seat that turns into a bed and and it was very evident to the to the flight attendant who came over and said your first time in business class isn't it and and it was almost almost sarcastic because it was very clear that i didn't know that there's a light over my shoulder that can light my book and that that the seat does all these different things and massages my back and that i can order anything off the menu and all these different things 
But when I crossed over, I made a deal with Yahweh that I would never look back, that I would never be prideful, that I would never have an attitude of superiority because I was now flying business class. And we knew, he and I, what I had walked through to get there. And it wasn't some mud, some, some triathlon going through the mud or some major difficult obstacle course that I traversed to get to business class on a flight. It wasn't all that. It was a faith as a son to believe for the best. And I had to spend a sleepless night in Vienna to come to the realization that this is not who I am. This is not what I have to be. I don't have to spend sleepless nights in airports when I'm traveling across the world, preaching the gospel and doing this work, representing my father. I don't represent him best when I'm sleeping in airport lounges next to strange individuals doing weird things in lounges. That is not what represents my father best. What represents him best is that I have faith for the best and when I have it, I walk with humility, representing the inner qualities and character of my father and the blessing of Abraham that I am clothed with, that I carry, that you and I get to inherit. It's never about the stuff. It's never about the money. It's never about what money can buy. It's never about the luxuries, the amenities. I know that this particular message is going into nations where people have very little. You're listening to this right now, and perhaps the luxury of being able to listen to this podcast is one of the few luxuries you have. And we, it is something we take for granted. I hardly even listen to many of the other podcasts because we have so much available to us. I recognize that. And I come before you with humility to say, even if you live in the bush, even if you live in the most dire of circumstances financially, there is always something you can look to that is a better way than the way you are walking and living. And it's not about material things, but it's about a sonship that demands the very best you could have from your father in any given circumstance. And if, if you have to fly across the world, then you can believe him for the best way to fly. And if you have to drive across the country, you can believe him for the best way to drive. And if you have to walk, you can believe him for the health and the strength to walk. It's changed my life. It's changed my perspective. And I've been able to teach things about these matters all over the world since then in a way that has been transformational. And I want to tell you why it's transformational. It's transformational because I paid a price in that airport that night and in many airports around the world, dozens of times before that and a few times after that, where I realized I am paying a price. I have to believe for the more. Otherwise, I'm going to pay a different kind of price, which is mediocrity, complacency, and never advancing. I know that this message can be misunderstood as a name it, claim it, as a prosperity gospel. I've gotten that kind of accusation before. I've been misunderstood that way before. It's okay. I can live with it. But I hope that it lands on good soil and you recognize that we serve a good God, a father who loves us. And that we inherit a promise that is forged in a covenant that Yahweh made with our father Abraham. And we are locked into that. I hope you'll believe it and embrace it and be transformed by it as we are continually doing so. Be transformed by the renewing 
of your mind, says the word. Until we speak again, let's remain in his love. Shalom.